yeah. Y'all know what time it is. Y'all know what that sound means. It's time for the Hazard Hour. I'm your host, Two Dogs, and we got some stuff to drive. We got ourselves a good topic today. We're gonna talk about some taboo issues. The one I got for today is gonna be the tabooist of the tabooist. Now what are we talking about today, tribe? This one, I don't really have a place on. I don't know enough about the subject to lend any credible sources to. But I do have a stance, I guess you should say. I do have a stance. I should just make that clear. I do have a position. But my position uh, is not important at this time. What is important is what is the situation. Now, as I was scrolling through my timeline, I ran into Boosie. Lil Boosie. <laughs> now, obviously, if you know Lil Boosie, uh, he's always he's always popping in and out uh, of the social media um, with all types of crazy stuff going. He, he sometimes brings up some issues, uh, but he's very passionate about his things. And I wanted you to uh, to to see what he had to say. It, it was in regards to the D Wade, Dwayne Wade. Obviously, all y'all know Dwayne Wade if you follow basketball. Dwayne Wade is a uh, superstar basketball player who uh, currently um, is, I guess, taping a documentary about his uh, his life right now. He's got a pretty fabulous life, obviously, multi million dollar uh, individual, famous athlete, wife, famous actor, uh, actress. Um, you know, Gabrielle Union, killing it. Both of them, killing it. Getting it done. Uh, but he's recently been in the headlines because of the decision that him and his wife have decided to support uh, in regards to their 12-year-old son. Uh, their 12-year-old son, uh, if y'all don't know, has decided that he wanted to transition to become a female. He feels more about his feminine side uh, and he wants to explore that and he feels like um, that's the direction that he wanted to go. And because he brought it to them, they as parents decided that uh, they were going to support him in his decision. So I guess in in hearing all that, Boosie had something to say. And I'm going to let you decide for yourself. I got to say something about this shit, bro. Dwayne Wade, you going too fucking far, dog. That is a male. A 12-year-old. At 12, they don't even know, they don't even know what their next meal gonna be. They don't they don't have shit figured out yet. He might meet a, a, a woman, anything at 16 and fall in love with her. But his dick be gone. How you gonna like bro, it's, it's, you going too far, dog. Don't cut his dick off, bro. Like, bro, for real. If he gonna be gay, let him be gay. But don't cut his dick off. Like, don't address him as a woman, dog. He's 12 years old. He don't, he's not, he's not up there yet. He, he hasn't made his final decisions yet. Don't cut his fucking dick off, Dwayne Wade, bro. You fucking tripping, dog. 
What do you think? Is Dwayne Wade wrong for supporting a child? For supporting a child's decision? Is Dwayne Wade wrong for allowing a child to tell him how they feel or how he feels? Is it Dwayne Wade's responsibility? To tell that child, you're a male. You want to be able to produce life. So you need a female. But we don't know Dwayne Wade's religious background. He may not see that as an issue. And I think that's something that everybody needs to keep in mind. Is not everybody is a Christian. Not everybody is your type of religion. Now, there are I know many Christians who are Christians, but not like other Christians. And this Christian is not like that Christian. There are different understandings, different reasonings for people's religious affiliations as far as their understanding of the way God wants you to operate. You see what I'm saying? So clearly Boosie is coming from a, where is he from? I think he's either Atlanta or New, uh, New Orleans, I think, something like that. So he's really down south, Bible-breaded, um, macho, macho man uh, in, that, in that regards. But it also comes down to a fact where he probably feels strong because it is a male. D- Dwayne Wade, this is your son. You know, if if you... As a male, have another male who says, hey, I enjoy the I enjoy the company of other men. As the men, is it your responsibility to say, hey, we as men like women or has that changed? Has the whole culture changed? And that's where all this this struggle comes from. And as I went out and I was looking all over line uh, online to uh, to find out, you know, bits and pieces how are people reacting to this? Because this is something that was new to me. I didn't see until Boozy came on and he clearly had something to say. You know what I mean? It To me, it I don't really watch Dwayne Wade like that, so I didn't have uh, any background on it. Whether or not Dwayne Wade, um, you know, is himself, you know, by curious or anything like that and may feel... You know, that this isn't far from it. You know, we don't know that. There are definitely professional basketball players uh, who aren't who you may think they are off off the uh, the court or off the football field. You know, these people are human beings, too, and their sexual desires are their sexual desires. You know, not everybody is so religiously affiliated that they're not willing to explore their lusts. So, you know, let's... I just wanted you to pop in to see, you know, another side. Um, but as I was looking, uh, I couldn't find any real positive support other than like the news. Um, but I did run into one that was popping all over Twitter. Uh, this lady apparently had something to say on it as well. And it was just a whole bunch of these. 
Um, I'm actually still looking for the supporting ones, the ones who actually say, you know, we support Dwayne. But a lot of people didn't have a lot of good things to oh, say. another perspective what what does science have to say about gender in the brain in our much like the accompanying gender roles such as men at work and women in the kitchen is beginning to change contrary to popular belief gender and sex are not the same thing gender vital and cultural characteristics that define men and women Sex is the physical or biological characteristics, such as the reproductive organs. And in some individuals, these are conflicting. This is called gender dysphoria, when a person's gender identity doesn't exactly line up with their biological sex. When this happens, people often change or transition their outward appearance to express that of their true gender identity. These people are termed transgender or trans. A transsexual person is someone who has continued with this transition to the point of hormone therapy and sex reassignment surgery. In most cases, a trans person is male to female or female to male. Many people believe that the gender dysphoric diagnosis pathologizes trans individuals. In doing this, it's easy to disregard and invalidate these people's realities. If we remember, not too long ago, homosexuality was also considered a mental disorder. The American Psychiatric Association has stated that gender nonconformity in itself is not a mental disorder. Where it becomes pathological is in the presence of clinically significant distress associated with feeling like you're in the wrong body. As said before, many people believe that being trans is nothing more than a mental disorder, or even a choice. But scientific evidence leads us to the brain. 
In recent neuroimaging studies, diffusion tensor imaging, or DTI, has shown to be sensitive in detecting white matter differences in the brain between sexes. One study found that the white matter tract in the brain of female to male trans individuals is more similar to the brain of natural born males than it is to natural born females. In other words, in females who identify as male, their white matter tracts are actually naturally more male. This study also found that two brain areas involved in higher cognitive functions are already more masculinized in female to male trans people before they undergo hormone therapy. Again, their brain is naturally more male than female. Another study looked at the white matter tracts of male to female trans people and found that their brain is significantly different than both male and female controls. These differences were primarily in the regions involved in emotional processing and movement. These researchers argue that, in these individuals, these areas are not simply more feminized, but have not completely been masculinized. Arguing that full masculinization did not occur during brain development, leading to white matter tracts that are halfway between male and female. This can be further understood by looking at the mechanisms responsible for gender identity that occur during fetal development of the brain. While we're in the womb, a testosterone surge masculinizes the brain, whereas an absence of this surge results in a feminine brain. Further, the sexual differentiation of the genitals and the sexual differentiation of the brain occur separately and independently of one another, meaning that the degree of masculinization of the genitals may not reflect the degree of masculinization of the brain. This is thought to result in the feeling of being in the wrong body. As we can see, there is strong scientific evidence showing that expressions of gender identity occur naturally and that they pose no threat to society. It isn't an illness or a choice. This program, Gender Identity, is irreversible, and sometimes it isn't as easy as just being male or female. So that's what science is saying about it now. Now, is that correct? That's just based on their tests. Obviously, we know with science, you can't always trust them niggas. Because they're just going off their tests. They haven't done the other tests. Because you always have all these scientists who said, oh, I did this 100 times using this. And then you got somebody who did it 300 times using the same thing and they got a different result. So I don't really hold all the science stuff uh, so factual. A lot of their stuff is theorized too, just like a lot of religions. Their stuff is theorized, and they can't prove it either. You know what I mean? But what does the religious side have to say about this? You know, we can all say, you know, I don't want to take sides. I don't want to take sides. But everybody is taking a side. Everybody does. It doesn't matter who you are. You are taking a side. If you're a religious person, you are taking a side because you have an obligation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Mr. Religious, Mrs. Religious person who thought that you could stay on the sideline. That you didn't have to answer this question either. That this won't happen to you. And if it does, you'll have the, all the answers. But if you're a religious person and you believe in God the God of Israel, the same God who is the God of the Old Testament, if you're a Christian, which what you would call the Old Testament, if you're 
Jewish, the God of Israel, your God. You have an obligation to believe a certain way or you actually deviate from your God's outlook on this situation. So you have chosen, if you're a religious person, I'm telling you, you have chosen a side. You may not be vocal about it because you'll lose your job. You may not want to talk about it because you have friends and family. And we all do. We all have friends and family. Come on, don't be don't be silly. Everybody has friends and family who either identify like this or feel this way. Everybody does. But as a religious person, I'm telling you that this is why they don't mess with religion. Because there's a double standard here. Yeah, you smile in my face, but then you read some things like this. You read the things that happen in the Bible that God feels this way about. Now, this is from the One Minute Apologetics. This is, cross-dressing permissible? this is the overall the outlook. The term often associated with cross-dressing is a transvestite. A transvestite is a person who wears the clothing of the opposite sex. To my... Like Dwayne Wade's son, so we're just we're just handling the the topic that is uh, involved right now. We don't. I'm not getting all into uh, all of it, but we but for the topic at hand, this is the outlook: Christian and Jewish. They both feel the same way about it. So if you're a Christian, you if your friends are Christian, this is the way he feels about it. Or has to feel about it because you can't be, you can't say you're religious and not think this way because then you're not religious then. You see what I'm saying? You With God, you can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways, baby. Surprise. In my own research into this topic, that some of those who do cross-dress aren't actually homosexual. They do so because they like the opposite sex clothing attire better. While that might be hard to imagine sporting a dress or high heels if you're a guy just because you like female clothing, that isn't difficult for some that really have that appeal. Why do some people cross-dress, though? For some, it's because they don't feel that their gender identity matches their gender. So they go about cross-dressing. But does the Bible give us any wisdom as it relates to this issue? As a matter of fact, it does. In Deuteronomy 22, verse 5, it talks about how a man should not wear a woman's garment and vice versa. And it even goes on to say that this is an abomination uh, before the Lord. Now, why is it an abomination before the Lord? That is pretty strong language. Because... Cross-dressing is a rejection of one's assigned gender, and that ends up blurring gender lines, creating confusion, and it's a rejection of who God made one to be. Therein lies the problem. Some would say, yeah, but that's Old Testament, Bobby, but beneath this uh, verse in Deuteronomy 22.5 is a principle that stands. We're talking about gender identity here, and this principle hasn't rusted out with time. Mm. Now that's a Christian perspective. And we live in the United States, which is about 80, I'd say it's right now probably more closer to 80 
and probably slipping to 75% Christian. Because a lot of the Christians, those extra 30 Christians, 30% or 20%, whatever it may be, they're not real Christians. They they like the Jesus pieces. They get the Jesus tats because they're rolling, they're rolling with the majority. They haven't read the book. They don't read the book. They don't know what it says. So they're not what we're talking about. We're talking about the ones who actually go to church. They try to raise their family on Christian values. They believe in Yeshua, Yahweh Shai, uh, whatever you want to call him. Jesus, Christ, yeah, whatever. That's the United States. But we just heard gender on the brain where these scientists are saying that this is irreversible. You are saying that the brain is not making chemicals or has made too many chemicals. So there, these scientists have said that this is a, this is a internal thing. It's not the individual picking and choosing. It's the individual's brain actually having more than one side of the equation. Now, there were people that they said in this, this scientist uh, experiment that uh, didn't have much of any. They didn't have more testosterone. They didn't have more estrogen. So it left their body open to suggestions, probably. Now, whether or not that's true, something about, I mean, just go back again about gender in the brain. Um, it, I mean, you'll have to do the scientist stuff yourself. I mean, I mean, it is what it is. But this all came about because Dwayne Wade decided that he's going to go on TV. He's exposing his life out there. So now all this stuff has come up. So now people feel like they can weigh in. I mean, you've brought the whole entire nation into your living room, Dwayne Wade. And that's that's what we do un, unknowingly and knowingly. When we get out in front of social media, when we talk about certain things, we expose ourselves to so much unknown criticism. Like, I could see this. What if this was championed? People paraded Dwayne Wade around saying, wow, you supported your son and that's that's so awesome to do. You're a strong black man and you stood up like a strong black man and you, you know, you supported your son through through anything. Right. But it seems like it's twisting more out to you. You did him wrong. You're, you're not guiding this young, strong black man to be a, a strong black man. You know, and, and, and often people say that in the black community is that you want to raise a good, strong black man to grow up and raise a great family. Now, you can say what you want about adoption and all that, um, but we're talking about the ability to produce life. These individuals feel like you're unable to produce life, and that's what lets you know that this this type of union is wrong because you cannot produce life. It doesn't have a life-producing element in it, which is probably why in the old days they felt like uh, this type of behavior was unacceptable. I can only I can only imagine that that they felt like it was wrong because you're not able to be fruitful and multiply. If that makes sense. 
Are you able to produce life? Are you able to continue a society? Are you able to continue life? You can't with Adam and Steve. Or even whatever that other, Ella, or whatever her name was. Those two unions cannot produce life. Now you can go ahead and, and like they do nowadays where you can get a surrogate. And then you can give you that body or or that person can inseminate you and then you two just live together. But it's not that person giving life to that person. It's somebody else. There's always a third person in the equation. And that's what I think the element is. But he let everybody into his living room with, a lot of you guys with this. Superstar Dwayne Wade is opening up like never before in the new ESPN documentary, D. Wade, Life Unexpected. Oh, it was. 38-year-old revealing details about not only his professional life, but his family as well. Raising his five children, including 12-year-old daughter, Zaya, who recently came out as transgender. Lost to LeBron, they've done it again! Wade says he and his wife, actress Gabrielle Union, didn't have all the answers when Zaya first approached them and began educating themselves to support their daughter. When I was a kid, I never knew if I was around someone who was gay or transgender. I never knew it. So when Zion came out to us, I had to, to get educated on on every scenario and every situation, and I'm still being educated. So if my child comes home and say, hey, Dad, I feel that I am a she. My job is to help you Become who you are. Zaya's brother, Zaire, sharing these photos of the two of them growing up, posting on Instagram, I have been blessed to have my best friend, Zaya, with me for 12 years. We did everything together. But the one thing we never did was leave each other behind. I don't care what they think, Z. You are my best friend, and I love you. Union sharing this intimate conversation between Zaya and her father. Even when people are being mean? Yeah, I think, I'm, I know it can get tough, definitely. Yeah, but I think you push through and you be the best you. It is wonderful to have Dwayne Wade here with us. First of all, thank you so much for, you're here to talk about the documentary, and you, you got permission from Zaya for us to have this discussion yes, that you had, that you started with Ellen, that just got so much reaction. How is she handling all of this attention and people that are talking and now know her story. Yeah. Dang. So, he, Zaya, whatever the, uh, whoa, hit, they already changed. It, this is already done. They are now referring to him as she. It's already, It's this has already been assigned. This is done. This, so, if you're out there saying, you know, Dwayne Wade, you're wrong for, you know, coaching, this already happened. They, the news agent, uh, the news lady said she, she's been f referring to him as her this entire time. That's what you need to understand. This has already happened. There is, there is no destination of uh, male for this child anymore. That's a wrap. Now, Boosie was concerned that the whole, the whole, uh, <laughs> the whole male organ was coming off. Um... I guess that would be the, the, the next step, right? I mean, if internally your brain is feeling more female, I mean, what? She's she's a kid that yeah. wants to focus on school. 
Right today she has a, a right. So how is sex? She's stressing about, and she's like, Dad, I just want to, I want to, I, I, I came out to everyone because I wanted to be me. How does this kid know about sex though? Like how do you, like how do you, like this, this is the puberty age. I know it is, right, right. Ten, eleven, twelve, somewhere around there is the critical moment. So if you got kids and your kid is ten, eleven, twelve, um, they're whether you know it or not. They're, they're sexual right now. They're little firearms going off right now. That that piece down there works, folk. You know what I'm saying? So if you got kids, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 years old in that area, those bad boys work. They may not look developed. Them shits work, though. So you got to understand that there's a chemical brewing in that little head of yours. So... I'm thankful that I'm able to be me, but I need to focus on my trial at school. You know, right? You know, that, but like, she, she that kid is thinking and, about so much at twelve. And myself and my wife and our family, we love the fact that she doesn't have to hide who she is. She seems wise beyond her twelve years because when you yeah, have more like, of that conversation in in the golf cart, and <coughs> she seems really she intelligent. You and the family have a better understanding and helped you with this how did how was she able to look do I, I even well, said she, she is our leader and I, I think when her the conversation we had the one thing about it with, with parents is have conversations with your kids um, you know Zaya early on knew two things she knew straight and she knew gay but Zaya started doing more research she was the one who sat down with us as a family and said hey I don't think I'm gay and she she went down the list and said, you know, this is how I identify myself. This is my gender identity, right? I identify myself as a young lady. Um, I think I'm a straight trans because I still like, I like boys. So it was Wait, just, what? it was a how process does... for us to sit down with our daughter Wait, and find what? out who she is and what she likes and not put something on her because... As... Wait, hold up. He, it, it was a boy. So the boy is wants to turn to a girl, but he still likes boys. So he's just gay. The kid's just gay. The boy's just gay. He dis he he's just gay. He probably just didn't. He probably just doesn't feel comfortable liking boys as a boy. So he his body, in order to defend that, has now made chemicals to turn. His outward appearance to reflect what he feels is a right appearance. Because in seeing this is this is this is what I'm saying. There's probably some type of war going on inside where the brain knows male, female, right? Because that's what the brain is willing to accept. That's what the brain feels is right. Male, female. So now that this boy wants to be a female, he still likes males. So he was just gay originally, but because his body, his, his, his known body is fighting against that feeling, it needs to reflect the opposite to match or it's not still not going to feel right. You know what I mean? Especially if we just saw that this gender in the brain, they said that your brain can stop making these chemicals where they can start throwing one side of your brain to another Flooding it with extra hormones. You know what I mean? As parents, we put our hopes 
and we put our fears on our kids. Right. And with Zaya, we decided to, to listen to her. He was just and gay. she's leading us along this, along this journey. You didn't have to put this in the documentary. Nope. Why did you, and what was that family discussion to I know. Jeez. reveal this? He 12. Why, you even, why we even need to know right well, now? How much I wanted to talk about in the doc. Um, I actually didn't talk about it a lot, but I knew if I put it in the doc at all, it would be a, a big conversation. Oh, a huge convo, D. with that from, yes, we understand that our daughter's 12 years old. Yeah. We struggle with what, once what people would say about a 12-year-old making a decision. Making her life. A, a decision. But we also know our child. Right, and so we we sit back and we say, you know what? As parents, it's our job to sit back and, and figure out and find the most the the information that you know we can. And we've sat down together as a family. We've reached out to as many people as we can. We've researched as many things as we can to try to to try to help not only our family but other people in this journey and along the way. Because one thing we do know as a family. We've went through so many different things that other people. I gotta say something. Dwayne Wade, you gone too fucking far, dog. That is a male, a twelve-year-old. At twelve, they don't even know. They don't even know what their next meal gonna be. They don't. They don't have shit figured out yet. He might meet a, a, a woman, anything at sixteen, and fall in love with her. But his dick be gone. Like him, like brothers, you going too far, dog. Don't cut his dick off. Like, bro, for real. If he gonna be gay, let him be gay. But don't cut his dick off. Like, don't address him as a woman, dog. He's 12 years old. He don't, he's not, he's not up there yet. He, he hasn't made his final decisions yet. Don't cut his fucking dick off, Dwayne Wade, bro. You fucking tripping, dog. You tripping, dog. You tripping, dog. Is Dwayne Wade wrong for allowing his child to make a decision in its life? It's not Dwayne's life. It's his child's life. How far as parents can we go and dig into our children's lives to try to sort them out? I know if you're an older parent and you look at your children 20, 30, can you really dig in their life? Can you really tell them what to do? What they should be thinking? Can you? I mean, I think we all know that question, especially if you're 30 years old and up. Imagine your mom coming in and trying to tell you something. Now I get it. 12, should Dwayne Wade have stepped in and said, look, I understand your feelings. You're a boy. You're attracted to boys. This is what is called gay. If he wanted to say it's okay, or if he wanted to take the Christian route and say it's an abomination, we need to go to therapy, you know, the whole nine, you know, that that's his decision. Transvestite. A transvestite is a person who wears the clothing of the opposite sex. To my surprise, in my own research into this topic, that some of those who do cross-dress 
aren't actually homosexual. They do so because they like the opposite sex clothing attire better. While that might be hard to imagine sporting a dress or high heels if you're a guy just because you like female clothing, that isn't difficult for some that really have that appeal. Why do some people cross-dress, though? For some, it's because they don't feel that their gender identity matches their gender. So they go about cross-dressing. But does the Bible give us any wisdom as it relates to this issue? As a matter of fact, it does. In Deuteronomy 22, verse 5, it talks about how a man should not wear a woman's garment and vice versa. And it even goes on to say that this is an abomination uh, before the Lord. Now, why is it an abomination before the Lord? That is pretty strong language. Because cross-dressing is a rejection of one gender. And that ends up blurring lines, fusion, and it's a rejection of who God made one to be. Therein lies the problem. Some would say, yeah, but that's Old Testament, Bobby. But beneath this uh, verse in Deuteronomy 22.5 is a principle that stands. Culture, We're talking about gender identity gender here. And this in our society, gender is being either male or female. However, in recent years, gender, much like the accompanying gender roles, such as men at work and women in the kitchen, is beginning to change. Contrary to popular belief, gender and sex are not the same thing. Gender pertains to more societal and cultural characteristics that define men and women. Sex is the physical or biological characteristics, such as the reproductive organs. And in some individuals, these are conflicting. This is called gender dysphoria, when a person's gender identity doesn't exactly line up with their biological sex. When this happens, people often change or transition their outward appearance to express that of their true gender identity. These people are termed transgender or trans. A transsexual person is someone who has continued with this transition to the point of hormone therapy and sex reassignment surgery. In most cases, a trans person is male to female or female to male. Many people believe that the gender dysphoric diagnosis pathologizes trans individuals. In doing this, it's easy to disregard and invalidate these people's realities. If we remember, not too long ago, homosexuality was also considered a mental disorder. The American Psychiatric Association has stated that gender nonconformity in itself is not a mental disorder. Where it becomes pathological is in the presence of clinically significant distress associated with feeling like you're in the wrong body. As said before, many people believe that being trans is nothing more than a mental disorder, or even a choice. But scientific evidence leads us to the brain. In recent neuroimaging studies, diffusion tensor imaging, or DTI, has shown to be sensitive in detecting white matter differences in the brain between sexes. One study found that the white matter tracks in the brain of female to male trans individuals is more similar to the brain of natural born males than it is to natural born females. In other words, in females who identify as male, their white matter tracks are actually naturally more male. This study also found that two brain areas involved in higher cognitive functions are already more masculinized in female to male trans people. So is it your fault? Is it your choice? Is it your body making these decisions for you? Or is it your thoughts, your lusts, your desires being brought out 
in a physical, in your body, in the way you think, the way you move, the way you operate. You may be able to see it chemically, but what I don't agree with science on is that this is your brain making these chemicals. I think based upon your thoughts and how you are perceiving the world, you are making these decisions. I don't think it's necessarily a flip on the hormones. I think they need to, to look into this a little bit more. But who was the first trans celebrity? And how, and how, who was the first person to ever hit the scene like this? 1953, Christine Jorgensen was the most famous woman in America. Born in 1926 and named George Jorgensen Jr., Christine was one of the first Americans to have gender reassignment surgery. Having always identified as a woman, but living in a time where little was understood about gender identity, Christine grew up in the Bronx and was a GI in the US Army. Upon being honorably discharged, she discovered the work of a Danish doctor called Christian Hamburger, someone who would change her life forever. Dr. Hamburger was the first clinician to diagnose Christine as not being homosexual, but what was then called transsexual. He went on to perform Christine's initial surgeries in Copenhagen. Before flying back to the USA, in homage to Dr. Christine, she decided to go by Christine. Upon her return, in what was an extraordinarily brave move, Christine was open to talking to the press. and with a sharp wit, her story captivated the nation. She seized this opportunity to educate. Christine also went on to tour with a nightclub act, singing her own personal theme song, I Enjoy Being a Girl, and racked up more column inches than the likes of Marilyn Monroe. But there were still barriers to Christine's happiness. She planned to marry a typist called Howard Knox, but when their engagement was announced, Howard lost his job and a marriage was never allowed because Christine's birth certificate still read male and couldn't be changed at the time. Before her death in 1989, Christine Jorgensen was a leading figure campaigning for the LGBTQ community and a true vanguard of the 20th century. Dang, so that's been 19... This is 1950... 1956... So this is this is not even a new topic. This isn't even a new issue. In in the LGBTQ community was already uh something in the 50s. See, I don't know anything about these groups, so um no disrespect in 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 these groups or whatever. I I'm just not um up on them or, or what it is. But this platform is to talk about those things that you don't want to talk about. Talk about those things that you're going to run away from. This is a huge topic. Are you, as a parent, supposed to correct your child 
or champion your child? Two C's. You got to choose one of them. You got to correct them and say you're a boy. You got to like women. Or you got to say, let's see where this goes. Now, we know how Boosie feels. (laughs) We know how uh, a lot of the Twitterverse is reacting to him allowing a 12-year-old to make such a such a huge decision. You know, I it's not my place, not my kid. You know, don't know Dwayne's background. Don't know anything about him other than he plays basketball. He's married to some type of actress. Twitterverse, they're going ham. It's for what it is. Check out this video, leave a comment, rate and subscribe. Oh, these motherfuckers is tripping. Now, I see everybody talk about this, but I don't see nobody saying what really needs to be fucking said. So listen up. Now, first things first. This is a 12-year-old boy. 12. He probably doesn't even order his food when they go out to eat. He probably changes what he wants to be when he gets older every five seconds. He might not even be into girls yet, if that's what he's going to be into. My point is, he is not old enough or mature enough to decide whether he wants to switch genders or not. That is a life-changing decision. He hasn't even experienced manhood yet. And you telling me he's ready to be a woman? If my son would have woke up to me and say that shit, I'm not taking no bullshit-ass excuse like, I want to live my truth. No, little nigga. You need to live your life. But Dwayne don't feel that way. So we know it's other families out there that's dealing with their, their kid finding themselves and learning who they are. And what is your advice to a parent who is struggling to accept their child for, for any reason? Yeah, um, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and act like we have all the answers. I'm not going to sit here and act like um, before our child came home and set us down that we was not ignorant parents when it comes to the world. We're like, when I say we're learning from our 12 year old, we're literally learning from our child. So, damn, as a parent, is this the new world where the child actually sits you down, tells you what's going down, how they feel, what's going down? What is in these kids food that that they can actually have the balls to sit there and tell me how it's going down now? That's not saying that my kids can't open up. Tell me about their feelings. Yeah. Definitely. But at what point do we... What the Twitterverse is saying. Enable an individual. Is this person... Okay. Scenario. If your child came up to you and said... Hey. I feel like a robber. A robber. A thief. A burglar. I really identify with stealing people's things. I just love other people's things. I like to steal it. I like to go in their house and take it. I like to wear their watches on my wrist. I just love, love, love it. I love it. I love breaking into people's houses. It's such an adrenaline rush. It's so. It feels so good to break into somebody's house when they're not home and take all their valuable goods. If they identified, seriously... If they identified seriously with that, they're a covetous person. That's a sin. That's a sin. So where do you draw the line? I identify with being a robber. That's my 
I, I I don't like sex. I like to break into people's houses. That's my that's my get off. I like to break into people's houses and steal stuff. As a father, should I say, you know what? I'm gonna build you. I'm gonna build you a shed out in the back, and I'm gonna lock it. You could practice breaking into it. I'm gonna I'm gonna teach you how to break into cars. Or are we supposed to correct behavior when we see behavior that is um see and then see this is where we get into the the crazy because now now what I even have to say is that it's unacceptable behavior because I am also bound by my religion that I can't break away from the details in fine print in my religion you see how such a sticky road this is cuz you don't want to offend your family and friends by your religious belief but your religious belief is bigoted you can't help it you heard what the man said in one minute testimony god feels like it's an abomination it's not right so is stealing. Stealing is not right. You shouldn't steal somebody's stuff. I'm not hurting you by being sexual like this. So you, I, I know what a lot of people say. So it's not even the same thing. It's not even the same thing. What I'm trying to relate it to is the, the point where the individual is coming up to you saying, I feel a certain way and you need to accept that. There are people in jail right now who just can't help it. They just can't help stealing. They just can't keep their hands off something. That's a sin. God doesn't like that either. God thinks that that's, you're going to get in trouble for that too. God sees all sins at the same way. So that thief, that liar, that murderer, God sees them the same way. So we're all under this same blanket of, you know, gotcha, so to speak. But where as the parent do are we supposed to correct or champion a decision? And how are we supposed to know as a parent when it's time to do that? If we don't have the upbringing that we need in order to fight those things. What's Dwayne Wade's upbringing look like? What, what did his household look like? Can he identify with you know, the feelings of his child. Does he feel guilty that his child feels like this? Does he, you know, we don't know the psychosis going on in his mentality. You know, and for Boosie to have such a big platform, you know, he definitely bring a lot more people into this. You see Twitter is, is blowing up on this. Now, that was just one person, but I didn't want to play all the other people's stuff. This lady's just stuck out to me because it was the first one. That was on there. But they're all like that. The biggest thing is, is have an open mind. Go out and research. Ask your child. Ask other people questions about this. Because this conversation is real. Our 12-year-old deals with this. This is her life every day. This is no game to us. We're, we're about protecting her heart. We're about protecting her joy. Um, and to, to do that, we're, we have to support them. And how do you protect her? Because I think some parents are... 
they, they want to accept and they, they, they're understanding, but they're, as a parent, you want to protect your child. And you know, yep. as much support as you have received, there has been criticism as well. Yep. And for your, your daughter to even admit that. And your son, when that, that beautiful posting and saying, you know, referring to, to they. So how do you handle those people who are less than supportive? Well, our family, we, we love, right? We're, we're, we're imperfect. But we love each other for who we are and Good whatever we're going to come in life. I think we understand that we have to protect each other. You know, we, we get amazing support from people. We get a lot of hate from people. But along the way, we inside together as a way family, we have to be the ones that have each other's back. And for us, it was important that Zaya understood that her family has her back. And, and, it, and it's just from the world and what people would say and what people think. And but she's she's known that for nine years since she was three years old. She's known since she's, she was three. She's known since she was three years three? old. Three. And along this way, we've asked questions and we've learned. But she's did known you know? Three years old. Did you know early on? I knew early on that I had to check myself. That's what I knew. I knew early on that I had to ask myself questions. Right. I'm. I've. I told you. A person in the locker room that has been a part of the conversation that has said the wrong the wrong phrases and the wrong words myself. And as I got older and as I watched my, my daughter oh, okay. grow, I had to go and look at myself in the mirror and say, who are you? Hey, what, what are you going to do if your child come home and say, Dad, I'm not, I'm not a boy, that I'm a gay boy or that I'm a, I'm a trans um, girl? What are you going to do? And for me, that was, that was my moment of, that was a moment of real. You know, it's like this is, this is not something that I grew up knowing that I played with a teammate having a friend that came out to me as as gay as trans as anything my, my daughter was my first interaction um, when it comes to having to to deal with um, you know this conversation and I, hopefully I'm dealing with it the right way some people think I'm not but inside our home we see the smile on our daughter's face we see the confidence that she's able to walk around and be herself and that's when you know you're doing right that's right I hope she does well that's no, wait, wait, you're going too fucking far y'all that is a male a twelve-year-old, at twelve they don't even know they don't even know what their next meal gonna be. They don't they don't have shit figured out yet. He might meet a, a, a woman, anything at sixteen, and fall in love with her. But it's dick be gone. How you gonna like, bro? It's, it's, you going too far, dog. Don't cut his dick off, bro. Like, bro, for real. If he gonna be gay, let him be gay. But don't cut his dick off. Like, don't address him as a woman, dog. He's 12 years old. He don't, he's not, he's not up there yet. He, he hasn't made his final decision yet. Don't cut his fucking dick off the way, man, bro. You fucking tripping, dog. You tripping, dog. You tripping. Well, tribe. I honestly, I have sons. What would I do? <sighs> to be quite honest, I don't know. I know I've told my kids since, since probably two, three years old that boys like girls and girls like boys. I've always said that, even when I was a Christian. Now that I'm not a Christian, I still reiterate that. You know, it's not something that I took away when I stopped becoming a Christian. Um, 
But only because that's how I was always raised, you know? I don't know anything other than boys and girls and girls and boys. But today's today's atmosphere has blurred those lines. And with the, you know, advances in science, science has started to weigh in. And science is starting to say that it is not the individual's choice, but that the individual is being led by chemicals in their brain that are more suited to this certain activity or this specific identity. But I have a question for those scientists in those communities. That if I identify sexually to like something because my body is chemically telling me to like that certain thing, what do we say about pedophiles? Is it their fault? Are we opening a door, a Pandora's box of thought that may lead other people to use this same reasoning are people going to be able to say I identify as a horse I want to marry my horse I sexually identify as X, Y and Z and then they're going to have to be added to the L B, G, T, Q Z X, Y and Z community we're going to have to put more A, B, C, D, E, F, Gs at the end of that LBGTQ community. Because it's it's only fair. It's only fair. If scientists asexually like these people for chemical reasons, you cannot display anybody else for their sexual desires then. That is no longer their choice to be Deviant, but that is their chemical biolo- uh, biology that's forcing them to do those things. So can we really convict rapists, pedophiles? You know what I mean? It's their sexual preference. Something I think you need to think about. I'm not in D. Wade's family, so I don't have to deal with it. That brother got to deal with it himself. I'm your boy Two Dogs, it's the Hazard Hour, and we out.